Hello, ladies, and welcome to the table. This is the Adorno Podcast. I'm your host, Julie Charles, and today we're going to be continuing our series on biblical beauty, or what is beautiful in God's eyes. We're going to be looking at more verses that give women instructions on how they are to conduct themselves as godly women. The first passage we're going to discuss comes from a letter to Timothy from Paul. So let me read that to you. 1 Timothy 2, 9-10, through 10, Paul says, Likewise, also, that women should adorn themselves in respectable apparel, with modesty and self-control, not with braided hair and gold or pearls or costly attire, but with what is proper for women who profess godliness, with good works. Now, we've talked a little about this before in past episodes, where we looked at a passage in 1 Peter that said, Do not let your adorning be external, the braiding of hair and the putting on of gold jewelry or the clothing you wear, but let your adorning be the hidden person of the heart, with the imperishable beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which in God's sight is very precious. Again, this is not saying that we can never braid our hair or wear fancy clothes or gold jewelry. Not at all. I believe it's saying that how you adorn yourself, true adornment, is not to be external, but internal. I like how Eugene Peterson summed it up in the message. He said, And I want women to get in there with the men in humility before God, not primping before a mirror or chasing the latest fashions, but doing something beautiful for God and becoming beautiful doing it. So from our Timothy passage, what we're going to discuss today is good works. I want to start off by saying, that in no instance here am I talking about works righteousness. I'm not saying that your works have the ability to save you or that you should do good works to be saved. Salvation is through faith in Christ alone. The works I'm speaking of are the works God puts before believers for them to do. Ephesians 2.10 says, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works that God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. So in looking at good works, we're going to look at what constitutes a good work, where it is that those good works come from, and what we are to be using them for. Before we look at what the good works are, I wanted to look at those he calls to do the good works. From our passage, first off, it says that we are his workmanship. We are God's good works. We were created by God and in Christ Jesus. And because of that, we were also made for something good, for good works. In Titus 2.14, it says, talking about Jesus, He gave himself for us to redeem us from all lawlessness and to purify for himself a people for his own possession who are zealous for good works. We are God's possession and we were made to do the good works that he prepared for us to do. So what exactly are those good works? 1 Timothy 5.10 gives us an idea what they look like. In talking about the good works of the widows, it says, And having a reputation for good works, if she has brought up children, has shown hospitality, has washed the feet of the saints, has cared for the afflicted, and has devoted herself to every good work. If we break down that passage, the first is, if she has brought up children. Many of you have brought up children, or are currently bringing up children, or hope to bring up children in the future. Notice this doesn't say mothers, but anyone who has children in her life. 
That could be, but not limited to, grandchildren, neighbor children, friends' children, and so on. Has shown hospitality. This is anything from opening up your home and receiving guests, including your church home, to simply helping others. Has washed the feet of the saints. That isn't necessarily something that we literally do today, is wash other people's feet. But what I think is being referred to here is the humble act of service. We see this when we look in John at the account of Jesus washing the disciples' feet. We see here the picture of a humble servant has cared for the afflicted, and that affliction can come in many forms, physical, mental, and emotional, and has devoted herself to every good work. In other translations, the word devoted here is sometimes translated diligent or diligently. She diligently followed every good work. Now I realize these are very broad and general categories, so I want to give you some examples of some good works that will probably span the age ranges and life stages. Laundry, dishes, yard tending, caring for sick family members, taking meals to new mothers or shut-ins, doing homework, hosting a gathering of family or friends. For the younger listeners, it is obeying your parents, doing the things that they ask you to do or that you know need to be done in their house. These are all examples of the good works God has placed before you for you to walk in. It is not just these things, but these are often the overlooked things. I have to think that some of you may be having a little trouble with that list. You may be saying, those are chores. Those are not the good works I think God had in mind. And I would say, Those are exactly the good works God prepared for you. Because from our verse, it says that God prepared these things beforehand, that we should walk in them. They are the things we are about to walk in. They are right in front of us. He isn't hiding them from us. Everything that is in your path is a good work God has placed before you. Notice them and ask God to open your eyes to them. Something that I used to do before the Lord opened my eyes to the silliness of it was I would compartmentalize my life into what I thought was godly and not godly. Perhaps you do this as well. We go to church on Sunday. We lead a women's Bible study. We volunteer in the children's department. All those things fall under the godly category. We do the laundry, wash the dishes, sweep the floor, and think that those all fall under the not godly category. This isn't something I did on purpose, necessarily. I think it was a subconscious thing that happened, but I definitely didn't think that I was doing anything for the furtherance of the kingdom of God or for his glory. And quite frankly, nothing could be further from the truth. God gave us these works. He prepared in advance for us to do them. He knows us. He knows what he wants of us. And he knows how those good works will shape us more into the image of his son if we are obedient to walk in them. They are specific to us. They are the particular thing he has prepared for you to do. He has put this thing in your pathway for you to walk in them. And not only has he put them there for you, but he has also empowered you to walk in them. To quote the author Nancy Wilson, she said, This is why our lives have purpose and meaning. God did not leave us without direction. He did not prepare good works for us and then not give us the means to find them and walk in them. 
Ephesians 3.16 says, He may grant you to be strengthened with power through his Spirit. So to give you a bit of a recap so far, God prepared the good works. He made it easy to find them. We just have to walk in them. We will be able to see them, and we are equipped to do them through his Spirit. Now, all these good works require us to be others-minded. It requires us to focus on others and live for others rather than ourselves. I can imagine that that may rub some, some of you the wrong way, thinking that you already live your whole lives for other people. But I would implore you to ponder God's words when he says, As each has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. And, for even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. Absolutely everything we have is a gift from our Father. Our health and strength is given to us by him to go out and serve him by serving others. Our time and resources are all his, bestowed to us to steward in the way he says. Which brings me to my next point. What are these good works for? What they are not for is our glory. We don't do the good works for the glory of us. We don't do the good works to put on display for all to see. We don't go around posting them on all the socials. The motive behind these good works is not for self-gratification or glory. But at the same time, Matthew 5.16 says, In the same way, let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. The emphasis is not to be on the works themselves or on who is doing those works. The good works are God's that he has prepared specifically for each of us to do, for our good, but ultimately for his glory. So, to answer the question, what are they for? They are for the glory of God. They're not ours, or else we could boast in them. And they are to be done out from an obedient, cheerful heart to the glory of God. Now I can imagine you're thinking, if laundry is a good work he has placed before me, how am I supposed to wash this laundry, cheerfully, to the glory of God? How is dealing with stinky socks furthering the kingdom of God? And here's what I would say. It isn't about the work. It's about your heart. Is it bowed to Christ? Is it looking to him for strength for the things that seem mundane or unimportant? Is it being grateful for all the little feet? or even the big feet he has entrusted you with who wear all those socks? Am I performing this work cheerfully, rejoicing in all things? Is how I'm thinking about the good works beautiful in God's sight? A bowed heart before our Heavenly Father is beautiful in His sight. A life lived in service to Him and others is beautiful in His sight. Let me end this from Hebrews 10.24, and let us consider how to stir one another up to love and good works. I pray that I've been able to stir you up and encourage you to not compartmentalize your life into godly and not godly. I pray that you see that if God has placed something before you, it is the good work for you to walk in, for your good in his glory. I hope this has encouraged you to see that it is all of Christ for all your life, 
even the laundry. Have a great week and realize you live all of your life in the presence of God, under the authority of God, to the honor and glory of God. Thank you for joining me this week. If you have any questions or comments that you'd like to pass along, or if there's a specific topic that you'd like us to talk about, or if you'd like a written copy of any of the podcast episodes, please email us at adornopodcast at gmail.com. Join us next time at the table.